0: Okay, well, we're sat here this morning. I'm sat next to Steve. So if you hear any smacking of the lips, it's not him trying to kiss me, it's him eating a bagel. (laughs) So I hope you don't mind us tucking into a bit of breakfast while we do
1: some commentary on this film. And that's, of course, Jason uh, Statham speaking, and I'm Steve Chasman, the producer of the movie. And uh, so I guess we're going to go along this uh, ride with you. If you look closely, you'll see Steve hiding behind one of these
0: posts. (laughs) You have to look very closely.
1: <laughs> this, uh, this opening sequence was shot uh, in Nice. Not that it really matters where it's shot, because it's inside a garage. Uh, but we actually uh, started off the first six weeks of the movie... ...shooting in, uh, in Nice and the surrounding areas.
0: Funny-looking feller, isn't they? <laughs> this is my very exclusive Panerai watch. i very attached to. I've always wanted to have a car that had all these little tricks on it. I remember seeing uh, the James Bond movies years ago. I always wanted a car that had the ejector seat in it, or... ...something that would cut the engine when you needed it. And uh, if I remember rightly, this BMW was actually one of a kind. It was a V12 uh, with a manual shift. So it was the only uh, manual-operated BMW 7 Series of its kind. So I was very lucky to have it. And it was very fast.
1: Great locations, I state. Oh, yes. Brings back a lot of memories.
0: There he is. Monsieur Luke.
1: This was an interesting scene, because uh, just starting off with uh, Jason's character, Frank Martin, to show him how he was uh, very poised, very controlled, uh, following his own rules. Uh, And you watch these guys around him and how they're all getting extremely excited. And uh, Jason just gets smoother and smoother.
2: So we'll stop
0: and get more gas. Every stop we make exposes us. Every exposure increases the risk of getting caught. X-rated kilos means the Coney shock absorbers I installed for this job will not give us the ability to outmaneuver any police that might be chasing us. Which means, if there is a chase, we lose our advantage. Which also increases the possibility of getting caught.
1: I don't want to get caught. Well, it was sort of, uh, it was pretty no funny in this situation because, uh... Just
0: drive the car, man, you gonna catch a
1: bull- The guy in the back seat is a real funny actor who's worked with Luke before. Not without the ignition. Who's was in the center, I believe. And it was just really, on uh, the left side, actually... And it was just a very funny balance between Jason... ...who's playing it very straight. And these guys are getting very excited.
0: His brains actually went all over the windshield, but they kind of cut that? that short. Didn't they? Yeah. Yes. It's too much blood. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: I always liked that line when he said to go back, you know, you know, seatbelts. I always thought that was very funny.
1: <laughs> so one of the uh, unusual things about our film is that all these car scenes uh, are really done. Uh, you know, in the, in the locations we're shooting in, Jason's driving the majority of the time. And uh, we were able to block off these streets
0: See what I mean about the shots?
1: in places that in the past had never been able to use, be- been able to be used before. In particular, uh, the croissette in Cannes uh, has never been used for a car chase. And we met with the mayor of Cannes and the politicians there, and they agreed to shut down uh, the location for us. This is it right here, turning them right, making a right in front of the Carlton Hotel in Cannes. And because uh, obviously the, you couldn't keep people away, uh, we had to keep, you had to have hundreds of safety people along the road, making sure no one would step out of a doorway or onto a street or out of a car during these uh, very fast action sequences. found that the best technique to do these uh, car chases is by placing the camera car in front or behind the car, following it, rather than a car- camera attached to the car itself. It makes it appear as fast as it's really going and a lot more uh, exciting, I think. There's a very tight piece coming up.
0: I think you've got about two inches on either side of the car, what well, it felt like anyway. It's very, very... Was that you driving there? Of course. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, no! You don't mind? I just conditioned the (laughs) leather back there.
1: And that was Jason's first uh, dialogue of the film from the first day. It was actually me who wanted to be sick, not the guy in the back. This was actually the only shot we shot up in Paris. We did a reshoot to make it more exciting, the the final of the car chase. What are you doing? Don't
4: stop now. Do something. Come on, do something.
1: One of the trash guys, Stefan Gluck.
0: It was uh, my very first rehearsal period was with him, actually, for the scuba scenes then in the south. What a great guy he was. Called himself Gluck Besson. (laughs) (laughs) I'll shake your fillings out. Your gun, please.
1: The person who designed all the car chases is Michel uh, Julien, who is the son of Remy Julien uh, and has worked with Luke many times. I believe he worked on Ronin as well, mm-hmm. and he's a really talented guy. Uh, and then Lulu oversaw the direction, along with Pierre Morel, who is our fantastic uh, DP cameraman, who really contributed uh, amazingly to the film. It was really a collaboration of uh, Michelle, uh, Lulu, and Luke, of course. You gave me too much. Again, this whole scene was showing a setup of Jason's character of how. Here's a guy living in the south of France who uh, really uh, doesn't want to do any bad stuff, but deals with these low-level criminals uh, just to sort of get his adrenaline going. And this guy here is Doug the Thug, so uh, supposed to give you an example of the kind of guys uh, that Frank deals with.
0: Well, uh, actually, a bit of a joke. <laughs> Not the most sophisticated of criminals, but, um, you know, it's all for the money.
1: <laughs> and the guy who just drove away was actually Lulu, the uh, actual driver couldn't drive the car so uh, Lulu stepped in and if you watch closely you can see it was actually uh, uh, our artistic director doing the driving as well. This uh, was uh, uh, over a seaside resort in the south of France, in a place called Cassis, we built this house from scratch. It didn't exist; it was just a piece of dry land overlooking the ocean and a beach. It was off season. Yves did a fantastic job uh, designing and building this, making it very realistic, uh, as you will see will later.
3: The government reaffirmed its commitment to meeting the IMF's target this year. And yesterday, in Nice, four men robbed the Alliance Investment Corporation. One man died on the sidewalk. The others were apprehended early this morning when they took a wrong turn on a one-way street in Avignon and ran into a taxicab. The police said, were it not for their poor driving habits, the 20 million euros in bonds would have been cashed and gone by this afternoon and in other news, the stock
5: market closed. I always say the way a man treats his car is how he treats himself.
0: Let's say that's probably true, Inspector.
5: <laughs> you
1: have a good sense of humor for a foreigner, Monsieur Fonk, like the French. Introduce Francois Berlion, uh who's a wonderful French actor, uh, who is our Detective investigating Frank Martin all the time. Uh, Detective Tarconi.
5: Thank you, but I have a lot of stops to me.
1: And uh, he's a guy who sort of knows that Frank is up to no good, but also knows uh, that Frank wouldn't hurt anyone innocent. So sort of leaves him alone and lets him do his own thing.
5: There are six in the license plates to check out.
1: Unless, of course, Frank crosses the line.
5: very popular car with a certain type.
1: They have sort of uh, two things going on here. One is a, the dialogue. Uh, But also an underlying dialogue between them. Uh, I think they really seem to like each other. There's, I think, a great chemistry between Frank and uh, Tarconi. Some very fancy
0: driving by someone in a 1999 black BMW 735.
1: There was over 70 shooting days, uh, and uh, almost three quarters was shot outside on location uh, without any sets. Uh, and we really were very fortunate with the weather. I mean, it was very cold, of course, and that was a problem for us. But in terms of the rain, I think there was only one day where we had to change the shooting uh, schedule. Uh, and we really were very fortunate. Uh, and everyone really worked hard. And the crew was really almost like a, uh, it was very much a team. Everyone really uh, knew what they had to do. And uh, we had a really, we had some really very talented professionals all doing what they were supposed to do, whether it was the lighting or the electric or the craft services or uh, makeup, everything. Uh, Everything really clicked uh, and seemed to work well together.
0: Sure you don't have time for a coffee?
1: Everything is always so neat with you, Monsieur Franck.
5: Nothing ever out of place.
1: One thing that comes to mind when is the is the accent, what accent for uh, Jason to use in the film. Originally, we discussed you doing an American accent, but then we decided it'd be better for him to play it more naturally, which is sort of a combination of an uh, English and an American accent.
2: Lupo gave me your number. Be brief. I'm looking for a transporter.
0: You listen?
1: there he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Didier saint Milan. This was a cover set. It was raining this day, so we had to replace the actor, who played the mob boss there, who's actually a friend of ours who was just visiting, a uh, French painter named Didier. There was uh,
0: several auditions going on that day. We had, like, the stills photographer, and there was a big line of people all, <laughs> all trying to fill the shoes of... Uh, the one bags, that's it. Man. <laughs> I think that, that phrase lasted for the duration of the movie, didn't it, Steve? Oh, yes. And uh, it even uh, encouraged Didier to uh, to paint a picture with uh, the same phrase on it. Changed or renegotiated. How's it a Bit of an in-joke, but you never know. Do we have a deal? And how was it working with the giant here? Yeah, the giant comes in, as you'll see. Very precise. Transportation is a precise business. There's a few Freudian slips uh, along that line. You're very precious. You're very precocious, precise. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of mess, messing around with that. I just missed the giant, didn't I? Oh, here he is again. Yeah, before. He had some trouble with a couple of the lines in that in that bar scene. One, one meter fifty. It's a big old boy, though he is, isn't he? Mhm. I think he's a French uh, kickboxing champion, and I uh, mean was, so, was so gentle as well. Such a nice guy. And uh, but such a big old monster. I mean, you won't want to take a right-hander off him if you upset him. I'm sure. This is uh, a bit of music from one of my friends.
3: Flat.
1: The old Jason still. And you can see we had to put in the words when Jason said "flat." He really said something else. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it was, we had
0: to be very careful about what we said, <laughs> what we was going to be allowed to put on the screen. Changing of a car tire became quite time-consuming, didn't it, Steve? <laughs> well, you know, from
1: what I remember, it was really windy out there.
0: Yeah, it was. Right.
1: it was. Yeah, we could hardly, you
0: know, hardly see it was so windy. I'm very cold. As warm as it looks, it was quite the opposite.
1: So a shot in the mountains outside of uh, Marseille.
0: Frank being very meticulous about, you know, his dress code and, you know, the way he eats a sandwich and cleans up after himself. And a, I don't think we had a lot of time to dwell on that, but uh, it's something me and Luke spoke about a lot. You know, he's very, very precise in what he does and very clean and organized. You can see him always thinking ahead, buying a drink.
1: And he, why did he get the drink for her
0: well he's you know it's a, it's the south of france it's very hot you know you've got someone stuck in the boot it could hyperventilate it can dehydrate there's a there's a lot of things i think he just wanted to see what's in the bag <laughs> <laughs> Move. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna make a little hole so you can do it. That's all I'm gonna do. Please. Please. Please, come on.
1: I it's better than a bag of money, isn't it? <laughs> a lot of money. We found Shuki uh, the summer before we started shooting. She was shooting a movie in Malaysia uh, with a, a director named Ringo Lam. Uh, I flew to meet her and we ended up making a deal for her to do the movie. And after that, we found out that her next film, before she started The Transporter, was she was starring in Sony's Asian version of Charlie's Angels. Uh, and, she, and Corey was the director. And uh, so this was just a coincidence. Uh, and uh, she really uh, did a terrific job. And uh, obviously, she wanted to do all the fighting like she did in Charlie's Angels. But the difference between our film, The Transporter, and Charlie's Angels was that only Franco was the one who was supposed to be this guy who was from the Special Forces and able to do all this stuff, and Shuki was sort of the damsel in distress, though she obviously caused a lot of problems uh, with her, her lies. Uh, I guess her name was very appropriate for her, as her character was called Lie.
0: I'm going to take the tape off. If you scream, I'll have to kill you, understand? I can remember when we first met, her uh, uh, English was very limited. It was, you know, a few words. She's, uh... Her ability to learn is... Okay. ...you know, quite remarkable. She she literally went, went back from the rehearsal. She had to go back to Hong Kong. And came back almost speaking fluently. <laughs> well, be a bit of an exaggeration, but, you know,
1: there was a a huge difference. And do you remember, uh, before the movie started, we all went to Normandy. Shuki and Jason, uh, myself, with uh, Luke. And Luke went through all the rehearsals, and the scene in particular.
0: You have one minute.
1: 55,
0: 54, 53, 52. rules, Frank. Good to break the rules. Fifteen! Again, You know, he kind of knows he's doing something bad here. But I want a young Chinese girl peeing all over the trunk. <laughs> Two. Time's up. He's, I always found him very accommodating, Frank, you know? Don't let me drag you out. To a point. Shit.
1: But it seems like he, he still doesn't want to get involved. He just wants to you know, get done with this delivery, you know? Exactly, you know, he just wants to
0: deliver her in one piece and not have a death on his hands. I remember, she was always game, and she's very, very fragile. And you know, sometimes I had to grab her and was scared to bruise her because she's, you know,
1: she's so soft and delicate. She's very uh, fragile. She's almost like a china doll. And there's scenes where he's carrying her up the hill uh, after he catches her, and you could, if you really do the close-up, you can see there were some bruises on her, uh, just because, you know, all the manhandling that he did.
0: I remember rehearsing this in in the gym. Threw a sack of potatoes to each other, me and Young. (laughs) Big kick pad and, you know, he wanted it to be very very efficient and very fast and I I think we accomplished that.
1: This is the nocturnal song that we uh, use as a single, introducing our villain, uh, Wall Street. Who you can see is uh, handling the girl here. And when he sees uh, Frank pull up, he walks calmly, and as soon as he's out of shot, shows his true character.
4: <laughs> I think
0: i <I'm> slowing down. <laughs> Remain cool.
1: This so was shot in uh, a big house in, uh, in Cannes. You're late. Ran into a little problem.
2: Nothing serious.
0: Nothing serious.
2: You open the package, all three. Never open the package. (laughs) I like that. Rules. You can't get anything done in the world without rules. You're a foreigner, right? It's a nice little thing you've got going for yourself here. High class, good reputation. I didn't get your name.
1: Rule two, no names. Of course. (laughs) Matt, who plays our American bad guy, really does it. great job at becoming a formidable opponent for uh, Frank Martin. Uh, Matt was uh, would, was in Blade and Fast and the Furious, and uh, we felt we wanted to have uh, someone who could really go toe-to-toe with Jason, and uh, uh, he's just sort of fit right for the part. He plays a very good bad guy, you know, very intense.
2: I was wondering if you wouldn't mind transporting something for me that's what you do right you deliver no questions asked
0: why not <laughs> wait maybe a kilo destination grenoble
2: 306 would lack, a mister all right i forgot rule 2
0: I've got to have my gloves on, there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Frank knows this guy's a bad dude, but since the two cops are in his trunk, he just wants to get out of there uh, with no complications. Probably shouldn't have taken that baggage.
0: Yeah, it was he had a lot going, going through his mind at that point. And you know, I think he covered it, you know, with a two police in the trunk and you know, he you don't want to know whether Wall Street thinks he's looked in the bag and Yeah, you know, he's got all these things running through his head right now and then he, he goes back to get the uh the two policemen a drink. Give them fuckers a drink. It was a little cold here, huh? This scene? Yeah, more than big old winter coats.
1: You can see Jason if you if you watch that closely. Walks the total line there, uh, right before, right when it explodes, and then uh, and then gets blown back into this. I mean, this is the turning point in the movie where uh,
0: he's kind of dragged into something he'd never wanted to be in. You know, now he's responsible for the death of two policemen and he just wants to come and make a, have a bit of a straightener with these idiots. What the f...
1: Again, he's he's angry, but he doesn't want to kill these people. He just wants to stop him, right? Exactly. Out what's you going know, on? He's... one in the leg. And...
0: Where is he? I always like that piece in the mirror and you know it kind of reveals another one behind him, and then I suppose he had to take it in the end. I can remember this being a very fast sequence that we rehearsed many times with young who's a phen- phenomenal talent. Both these guys, it was great. We'll be switching real axes with, you know, ones with dummy heads on them and... At times you didn't know which one was the real one and which wasn't. That was a hard piece to do, to catch both of those. That was a nightmare. <laughs> we actually had a piece that we wanted to do up the staircase. So there's a big chandelier up there, and we actually run out of time. It was, uh a little bit frustrated about what we could have done on that staircase because, you know, the set designer had done such a great job, built a whole second level to that house. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was was a terrible shame. Here we are, hot wiring the car. We actually got to do that, you know. taught me how to hot wire for real. (laughs) Which is normally in movie making you get to fake it, but that was... uh... We actually pulled out the wires and got taught how to do that. Would have liked to have known that when I was about 15.
1: <laughs> was there a lot of adrenaline running through you here, your character, Frank? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, he's
0: definitely charged up, and uh, he's obviously trying to get himself in a relaxed state of mind, and... Guess who pops her silly little head up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, ah. they are everywhere.
1: This is one of your favorite lines, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robert Kamen. <laughs> yeah. I remember this
0: scene in the in the screenplay, I always I thought it was a. Uh, actually uh, pictured it in my head, slightly different to this. More of a sort of dusty road and... But I think this, you know, they, they had such beautiful light. I mean, she looked totally gorgeous, didn't she? And there's his, You know, you sticking it in gear and he goes back to kill her. Oh. No witnesses. <laughs>
1: And I remember we came quite close to her hitting her a few times. Yeah. <laughs> She's a real trooper. There was no double for this. Yeah, she was very brave. Yeah.
0: I don't think there was anything that she uh, was actually shy of, you know,
1: getting stuck into. I remember the technique was a uh, metal chain was on the front of the car of the, of the Mercedes yeah, attached the... to a truck, yeah. supposedly supposed to stop it. But it really wasn't that effective. <laughs>
0: So here he is, he's deciding what to do with this, this piece of trouble that he's got himself wrapped around here. And, um, obviously wants to know if she knows anything, what kind of situation he's got himself into here. Yeah, you know he's a ex-military guy. I ask the questions, you answer the questions. No long speeches, just keep it simple. Got it? Uh, Who are you?
4: My name is Eli. I come from.
0: Tri- I asked the questions. So I always found this a, a comical thing that we we had in the rehearsals with Luke. You know, this China doll. <laughs> what kind of shit am I in?
4: Deep shit, very deep shit. Those guys. Sorry, sorry. I won't
0: say in. It was so painful for her because that uh, was very sticky tape, and it kept pulling pieces of skin off her lip. And she she had a rash for then for the next two or three days, and she was not too pleased about that. Bon
4: Where are you going?
0: To bed. Frank used to work in a restaurant.
1: <laughs> that was the extent of French Frank's <laughs> French dialogue.
0: <My>
1: guest.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I think he he knows that she ain't going anywhere, you know.
1: This is when she sort of discovers more about who you, your background is, right? Yeah, we we don't really
0: know anything about Frank up till this point. You know, we kind of reveal that he was in the military, and uh, we 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 do slightly when Francois Bellion, Inspector Tarconi, talks to him uh, when he comes and questions him about the car. But you know, this is how Lai discovers what he used to get up to. Cheesy photographs that we had to bush together. There's one from the family album. (laughs) (laughs) Very amusing for my mum that will be. Me with my pet monkey.
1: And with uh, Shuki, she is very visual. You can see her expressions really can show a lot in this situation. She's sort of figuring now she has an idea, a plan.
0: Here's a man who I'm dying to meet. (laughs) Unfortunately, he wasn't at the house. We got to find him later.
1: What we like about uh, Matt's performance here is that in the beginning, he really seems like he's concerned about his employee who uh, obviously has been injured. Showing him some compassion. (laughs) He's a transporter. The transporter's dead.
2: He's not. Believe me, I believe you. And the police? They were here? You told them nothing, right? Right. Of course. You couldn't talk.
1: Yeah. And then here it is.
3: Let's keep it that way. i mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: on a a charming act in the morning.
4: I picked them from the garden outside. I hope you don't mind. I didn't know if you like coffee or tea, so I made both.
0: Obviously she's trying to butter him up for a reason. She's got something in the back of her mind.
4: You're like a... ...madeline. Try one. Killful. It's hot.
1: This is funny. She had a great difficulty saying Madeline, so we actually had her say it phonetically like that and sort of fit the scene for sure.
4: Let me. I
0: like it quiet in the morning.
4: Yes, quiet in the morning. Me too, me too. I'm the same way. I like very quiet. Sorry.
1: It was a big challenge for Shuki because she basically carries on the dialogue here as Frank is very quiet.
4: Are you looking for me? In the
1: morning. There's <laughs> milk at the door.
4: Stay, stay. I'll go.
5: And you are? The new cook. Is Mr. Frank in? Ah, Mr. Frank. Is your invitation for coffee still open? Oh, sure, come on, please. I Sit. Melon? Homemade?
4: Yes. I'll bring some more. Ah.
5: My mother used to make fresh melon every morning. I smell
0: them, and my whole childhood comes back in one big flutter. See them madeleines? Mm-hmm. He can't stomach them. They're the most repulsive thing he ever puts in his mouth. It makes him feel physically sick. <laughs> there was uh, many, many days of amusement every time he took a bite. And we get a hysterical fit of giggles. I used to have a memory like post, like a filing cabinet
5: up there. I would see something and remember it like that, like a uh, license plates. I could see a plate and it was printed in my head. No, I need all the help I can get remembering uh, whose plate goes with whose car, like uh, this
0: one. It's mine. Uh, memories. So, where's the rest of the car? I was hoping you could tell me. Was stolen? I went down to Frazier's to pick up a few things. When I came into the market, it was gone. You reported? It. It's the first on my list of things to do today. So a long walk from Frege's. How did you get home?
4: I brought him. I saw him walking along the dark road.
5: Mm. A risky thing, picking up a stranger on the dark road.
4: He had a kind face.
5: I didn't see a car outside. It's in the garage. May I see it? Mm-hmm.
1: You can really see her timing. It's really great. And keep in mind, when you watch her, she speaks almost no English. And for her to really carry off the scene is, I think, really a uh, phenomenal feat by on her part.
3: Oh.
5: Oh, pretty nice car for a cook. Some people have a problem with the This is a
1: Robert Kamen attempt <laughs> at humor. <laughs> 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 the dialogue. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> they came cook worse than them. I say anyone makes such great cross can be bad. I would
0: say your intuition worked out very well for Mr. Fontainebleau.
4: What are
5: for both of us?
0: There's a piece where she uses her help to stop him from discovering the damaged front of the car.
5: My intuition says this is probably a good time for me to go find my report. Where's the rest of my car? Oh, yes,
0: I almost forgot. It was blown to pieces at the rest up. You know She kind of, ah, left of dug a big car enough car. hole while he was kind questioning her the in the house and then the did the best she could there. And the rest of it. Bet uh, you wouldn't know anything about that. No.
5: Sorry to interrupt. Thank you for the coffee and the memories.
1: I'll make any time.
5: Would you mind walking me?
1: He kept spinning out those yeah. cookies, huh?
0: Yeah, we <laughs> were t- literally <laughs> in tears business, watching him bite the <laughs> madeleines. <sure>. Yeah. <laughs> Let's
5: work from mother. It's his business as a restaurant. So you very know, it's
0: cool. Francois well, talking to him. You know, he's known him for years. He's, like he's always kept story his story. business very clean yeah, and. Kind of trying to find out as much as he can in a friendly way.
5: There's a limit to
0: his blindness that he can and can give him.
4: You are the one he wants to see, not me.
0: Quiet, please. Have to think,
4: you were supposed to think last night.
0: Yeah, well, last night I had nightmares about a girl who came into my nice, quiet life. Screwed it all up. Everything she touched broke, and every move she made turned into a catastrophe.
4: Okay, sorry.
0: I'm still wondering if I want to know everything or nothing about you.
4: What? Quiet. I thought you liked quiet.
0: Yeah, not this quiet.
1: This is a crazy scene. We had about 15 cameras set up for the uh, demolishing of the house on the seaside here. We had everyone all out there with their own video cameras filming it <laughs> as well, right? Yeah, we've got tons of pictures. No.
3: Good, let's go. Ah. <laughs> Go, go, go.
0: This piece here. I actually slammed one of my lower vertebrae into the wood on that cabinet and it fucking killed me.
1: <laughs> there's very little special effects here. I mean, everything's really blowing up. I mean, there's obviously we added the tracer bullets.
0: Where we actually deflected that missile with a tray. (laughs) I I think it was just a a huge stretch of the imagination to to make that work. Look cool though. Ah! Come on, on, get in! Get in! Get in! Get in!
1: This is actually a really dangerous scene where a few of the stump people got hurt because of all the uh, flames right there.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Nasty, wasn't it? Even down in this tube, pieces of uh, embers just dropping in. Actually, I think, caught her hair on fire for a couple of seconds, didn't it? Can you remember? Little uh-huh. old Michael Jackson. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, this piece. There was a piece of wood that fell on her head. Which
1: she knew nothing about.
0: Put it on. Yeah. Okay?
1: This is where Jason's scuba diving uh, lessons come into play.
0: The scuba sequence was, um, I had to learn to, you know, scuba dive in a, in a big hole in Paris. It's got, like, this swimming pool, and it's ten meters deep, and... Uh, that was the first day, and then I went to Marseille, and we got stuck into the caves, and the very first time I went down in the caves, I was diving with the, one of the most experienced divers you'll probably ever meet, uh, Jean-Marc Bar. I must say it right, because there's an actor called Jean-Marc Bar. His name was Jean-Marc Boor, and uh, he was one of the security divers on the Big Blue. And uh, he took me in this cave, and we had the mask on and the torches. And it was completely pitch black, and all of a sudden the torch went off, and my mask got ripped off my face. And then he put the torch back on, and just you could see him laughing at me. And uh, it was just a test of nerves. And um, you know, I think to learn the hard way fast and and frightening is. Uh, is going to prepare you for anything. So uh, I love all that stuff. It keeps you on your toes. Uh, and so that's, uh, that was my uh, three or four days learning how to scuba dive. But it's, it's like a different world under there.
1: And luckily Frank had an extra set of uh, scuba gear underneath the house.
0: Of course. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then what did you, I guess you're Just in case. right swimming up into the neighboring house uh, for escaping. This house we used was a, uh, on a chateau vineyard uh, outside of Saint-Tropez. It was
0: a g- gorgeous place.
1: Yeah. We tried to make it very visual in terms of almost like a dance with uh, Frank and, uh, and Lai.
0: Frank? Uh, yeah, guess.
1: Again, it was very cold, I remember. I oh, had to God. keep wetting everyone down because, uh, of course, this wasn't near the sea, this house.
0: And slopping around in wet clothes. It's my own goddamn business. <laughs> yeah, I can remember uh Suki being you know, very brave in, in doing, you know, all of her stunts and never once moaned about the the cold when we was in the house, you know, dripping wet for a, a, a day and a half. I mean, I mean it's a terrible situation and um, not very comfortable. And um, what are you, doing? you know, I know a lot of girls that might have taken a different... ...stance on her, whether they were gonna be a Mona or not. But she was, you know, she was great. Oh, she wait, never wait. never spat her dummy it? out once. Wait. I don't like it when things get complicated. You're legacy is
4: simple.
0: But this was really... P- I mean, it was the most... ...unsexy sort of uh, location. You could get that table was just jamming into her back and... We had to step up onto a box to make it work. I mean, it was, it was so unsexy. <laughs> it was uh, impossible.
5: I'm not so clear about the house. Could you explain? Oh. One more time after I left? After you left,
0: we went for a walk on the beach, had a swim. Where again? Past the point.
1: Anyone else swimming at and that Luke time? always had this vision of <coughs> them finding these crazy clothing inside the house. That's why they're dressed this way. You took a walk? had a swim on a beach
5: where no one else was swimming, past the point where you can't see or be seen from the beach on either side.
0: This is where you learned, uh, How to come as an actor, not to smoke in scenes. With all the, uh, the takes and... <laughs> I can remember he must have gone through about four packets of fags. Or cigarettes, rather. <laughs>
5: And the 5,000 rounds of spent ammo my men found all around the house. Maybe they had the wrong house. Monsieur Falk, people with this kind of firepower do not make mistakes about who they visit. Who would want you this dead? I don't know. Any problems with a client? I don't
0: have clients. I'm retired. I live on my army pension, you know that. You have all the facts of who I am and who I was, you've had them for years. Any enemies you can think of? People from the past. I left the past behind when I moved here. This is a point where you kind of get to know a little bit more about Frank. You know, you find out that
1: he's he's obviously fed up with something from the army. The guy who just opened the door was Alfred Lott, the line producer of the movie, making his appearance.
0: What are you doing?
4: Computers know everything, you just need a password.
0: What are you nuts? We're in a police station.
4: You're always complaining, except when we make a look, then you say nothing.
1: These are all the crew members. Pictures of the photos of the crew. <laughs> There's actually Lulu there.
3: <laughs> la,
4: la, la. Hello.
1: No expense spared, hey. eh, Steve? <laughs> well I gotta give everyone their notoriety.
0: <laughs> Just in time.
5: So, where will you be staying? I don't know. Oh, my cousin has a small hotel.
1: Again, it was so cold here. Uh, Thanks. When we're shooting, we are shooting, if you watch closely, you can see the, s- the breath, yeah. steam coming it's out of the mouth. Much, at least you won't go hungry.
5: Thank you. We
0: kind of get a bit more of a reveal on our uh, ill-fitting clothes that we we took from that house.
4: You're not coming? No. But he blew up your car. I'll
0: buy a new one.
4: He burned your house.
0: Mm. I'll rebuild it.
4: He tried to kill you.
0: And as far as he knows, he succeeded. Look, I'm going to give you some advice. I don't know what you're into, I don't care what you're into, but whoever wanted you dead thinks you're dead. You have a free pass to start over. Here's the advice, start over.
1: It was a very emotional scene for Shuki. I think she did a great job. I think he's had enough, old Frankie. <laughs>
4: there are 400 people dying in a container on a ship.
0: Look at them trousers. Oh, legendary.
4: My sisters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Corey, uh, the pre- previous film he did, which was a Chinese version of Charlie's Angels for Sony Asia, Corey directed that film and. Before that, they had not worked together. And it was just a coincidence, because when we went and cast her, uh, she was doing a movie in Malaysia, uh, and I flew to Malaysia and met her in Kota Kanabulu, and uh, she agreed to do the film. She was very, 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 very game to throw herself into uh, a project where she was, you know, obviously doesn't speak the language.
4: What happened in the house between us?
0: So the beginning of this Little scene here, you know, he he thinks he's a complete liar and, you know, talking about, you know, the pictures at the house and, you know, setting him up to get involved in it. And, you know, she actually turns on the tears and gives him some true heartfelt emotion, and he actually believes her, you know? I care. So he's back in.
4: for half an hour? Hello. Surprise. Ah! I
0: think it was very important that he... he it He did believe her for this. She's such a great liar. <laughs> Put your hands where I can see them. <laughs> so before we get to the heart of the matter, I have one question for you. Why'd you try to kill me? You lied to me. You opened the package. He gets you a lot of pleasure, doesn't he, on that? Oh,
2: What'd you expect me to do? Recommend you Having guns job?
0: shoved in his face and being a, a bad guy. I think he's great. What's
2: the ship number?
0: Mr. Transporter, we can
2: both agree. I answered your first question politely. I won't answer anymore. So I suggest you kill me right now. And go screw yourself.
4: I can't find anything.
2: <laughs> oh, poor Frank. What'd she tell you? We're smuggling people in containers? I tell you, lies the perfect name for it. on the
4: way
2: up. Your father's here. He'll really get a kick out of this.
0: But your father was in a
1: container.
4: Yes, I, I mean, no. Here comes Rick Young,
1: who uh, first worked with us on uh, Kiss of the Dragon, the movie that uh, Luke and I made with Jet Li.
4: uh, uh, Luke liked him and
1: thought he could play a very evil father for Lai, someone who you could understand a daughter having to possibly kill her father for. One. Shoot.
4: <laughs> Lie.
2: Would I kill my own daughter? Lie.
1: Come on now. Put it down. He played a real evil guy and. Some even thought almost like a she
2: thinks we're people like Chinese
1: version of Nathan Lane. I don't know where you get these ideas.
2: Stay away. Would you kill your own father?
4: Please, I'm begging you, stop what you are doing.
0: I do what I do.
2: I am a who I am.
0: Messy I'm scene going on here.
2: <laughs> kill me. Kill me. But if you don't,
0: Frank's head's kind get of spinning around. Of he doesn't know what the fuck's going on.
1: <laughs> Give me.
4: No, he's I know.
1: It's actually a difficult scene, scene to set up because there were so many people involved, and how do you explain why Frank isn't doing anything during this whole situation? But I think Lulu, Lulu paid, it up, paid it off. Did a good job.
3: Kill him! No.
4: The police are on the way up.
2: What now? Take her. Send in Leo. I need him to wrap something up.
1: So now we bring Jung back in. The guy with the axe? From the house? with Frank's (laughs) footprint on his eye.
2: (laughs) Just for the record, there are 400 people in that container. Only 395 made it here alive. <coughs> Inspector, am I glad you're here. What is this? This man used my partner's daughter here to try and blackmail us. Luckily, my security got the drop on him. I want to press charges, kidnapping, extortion, assault. I know this man. Well, I suppose in your business, you have to know all types. Now, should I call my lawyer? We'll handle it.
5: I'll expect all of you down at my office to give you statements.
2: As soon as I contact my lawyer, we'll be more than happy to oblige.
1: This is really a great example of uh, Frank. Tarconi relationship how these guys really uh played great off each other
5: the doctor said you will have a headache for a few days and then everything will go back to normal where are they i I think you should be more concerned with
0: where you are
5: what got into you you
0: are always careful i found him to be one of the funniest men i've met
5: so many laughs we had. Kidnapping his daughter, extortion. It's funny, as an actor, you, I'm sorry, Frank.
0: I don't know what it is about. Sometimes you have good chemistry and sometimes you don't, but you... It's hard to put your finger on. But I felt like I really connected with this guy. For once, I need the truth. Okay. They're smuggling people from Asia, through Marseille containers. You know this for a fact? The girl told me.
5: You believe her? Yes. In French, we have a saying, never believes the cook. She's not the cook. Oh, I suspected. You know, Frank, no one is
0: perfect. So you're saying you're gonna do nothing? I'm saying, I'm going to start an investigation. And in the meantime, the 400 people in the container could be dead already. But what am I supposed to do? There are laws. Did it ever occur to you that sometimes you have to make your own law? Like you do? At least with me, it doesn't take 12 months to get the job done. Oh, yes, I know.
1: That's what I admire about you. This, uh, All as I mentioned before, I had produced a film with Luke like with Jet Lee called We're Kiss of the, the, the Dragon. Time. When Jason was working uh, with Jet on the movie called The One, He was sort of frustrated, I think, that he didn't get a chance to really do that much action because the budget didn't really uh, warrant it. And uh, we talked about him doing a movie that he could really show his uh, action in. So uh, I went to the Cannes Film Festival and met with Luke. Uh, We talked about an idea of having Corey direct a film similarly to Kiss at the Dragon, where we have someone else helping us with the drama and and Jason being the lead. And uh, Luke said, if you can get Robert Kamen to write the script at a certain amount, uh, he's ready. And uh, that's how it all all got in, go, got, uh, got in motion. And Luke is uh, really terrific in that everything he says always happens, uh, and we have a great relationship that way. I do what I say I'm gonna do, and he does what he does. Uh. This is a funny piece, actually, one of the scenes where I really like the music, using Missy Elliott, Roy really shows the pacing. As go, goes to grab a uh, ste- 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 how you say that? stethoscope, stethoscope. Well, I was just <clears throat>
0: going to talk about that that scene in the cage, I and then I kind of asked you a question that we kind of answered in the interviews. Um, but it kind of shows the relationship that they have, you know, where they're coming from a similar place. You know, Frank's tired of the frustrations and the bureaucracy of the army and he can never do anything good. And it's the same with Tarcone. You know, he's in a similar position. He, you know, he's got so much red tape. He's got to file a report. Uh, there are laws and, you know, again, he's he's frustrated just like Frank is. I, I think that's why they have an understanding of each other. And, you know, he he eventually, you know, turns a blind eye in, and they make their escape from their, uh, from the from the prison, kind of bending the rules a little bit, knowing that the good is going to get done in the end. This is a piece that all my friends in England are going to laugh at.
1: Is <laughs> 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 the water a little rough out there? Yeah, there's,
0: there's some some more to come. Some CGI nipples <laughs> that I'm going to live to to regret.
1: That's a good contrast. The earlier scene, is very warm. Somewhere shooting in the south of France, outside of Nice. And then uh, this is in Marseille on the docks where it's so cold, it's freezing. I remember this well. It was the
0: worst four or five days. I remember the DP done such a great job. He was running from one piece of this set and was trying to f- film the... Uh, the action of the trucks and he was trying to light that I mean he was an amazing talent I mean he was the steady cam operator he was you know operating most of the cameras as much as he could and he was l- trying to light two sets at once and
1: right because Jason's idea- point is is that uh, Lulu was uh, shooting one set and Corey shooting the other uh, and uh, as you said Pierre was going back and forth doing double double duty.
2: Take the highway all the way to the first exit, Lyon.
1: Go straight to the warehouse. We'll be right behind you, just in case. And I just remember it was so cold. It was so cold. And I kept saying to myself, if I'm cold, <laughs> these guys must be really cold. Because they are standing outside all the time.
0: They had to put tents up with haters in. I mean, it was literally unbearable. Hey, we're ready to go.
4: Where are not going? idea. So
1: this is when Lulu was shooting this scene. At the same time, Corey was outside with Jason, running around the docks, doing all the fight sequences and shooting and stuff like that. Really, they both did an extraordinary job. I hate you. I'm still your father. 70 plus days.
2: Get her out of here!
1: I think Jason worked almost every one, except maybe two. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I
0: can remember these the the action sequence that's about to come up. It was it's the, probably the worst possible temperature to do any kind of physicality in because your muscles are getting cold and they you know, your hamstrings tighten up and it's not like rehearsing in a warm studio. Yeah. A bit of a surprise from
1: Wall Street. Yeah, this is all outside on the docks in Marseille. Remember, I guess this is where I got in the almost a fight with Jason when he wanted to do all his own stunts. And there's one scene where he's jumping in the air, where it was uh, just uh, you know, the stuntman had to do it; otherwise, you know, our insurance wouldn't allow it. Uh, But because of that, we actually allowed him to do a lot more than he probably should have. Of course, all the fighting is him. Couldn't find a guy that would look good enough like Jason. (laughs) Close enough like Jason, really. I remember I was grazed
0: and I had so many cuts because all I had on was a t-shirt you know and it's a gravel floor and I was rolling around this pieces that didn't actually make the uh, final cut but I
1: remember like, one guy suggested wearing gloves and Corey said no 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 <laughs> <laughs> no gloves yeah <laughs> I can remember I had
0: big grazes all over my back and... Had a serious night with a nymphomaniac, <laughs> <laughs> which was not the case because my girlfriend was many miles away. <laughs> As my uh, temper, my frayed temper, uh,
1: suggested, eh, Steve. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, a lot of uh, pent up energy, like a fighter. So we had a great bus location, and we had to figure out how to get Jason into the bus station. So uh, he gets knocked off the truck here, and ends up on the bus. No, no.
3: Let's go.
0: This piece, when I jumped down from the bus, was actually a much lengthier piece, because there's a very, very tight sort of space between the two buses which is pretty much impossible to fight in between especially throwing kicks there was a lot more kicks and punches that we just kind of took out there but I'm very fond of this t-shirt fight which Cory uh, was very creative in providing <laughs> I love that stuff this Corey on the top of the bus would have been the human tripod so he
1: handled the yeah, camera most of the time, is, huh?
0: Yeah, he picks it up and he, you know, puts it on his shoulder. I mean, it's, it doesn't. It's not like holding a, you know, a video camera that you buy of the shops. This is a big, old, heavy piece, and you know he can move around better than anybody I've
1: seen. And there's some great use with the mirrors here. And as Jason said a few moments ago, at the end of uh, the movie, I think we have some uh, uh, fight sequences that are not edited. Uh, cut-up, where you can really see him doing these full sequences, which, I mean, this is great as it is, but I think it's even uh, far superior. You can be the judge of that. Problem was, because of the the censorship, Uh, there was just a cumulative too much violence uh, was being
0: used. Just this little piece here that's uh, with with the knife there, you know,
1: you kind of lose a lot of it. But well, the point is Frank doesn't want to kill these guys he just wants to stop them and get on with get on his way
0: I Remember rehearsing that bus sequence God dear. It was quite comical the first day <laughs>
1: It's not as easy as it looks and again, all the locations were all not hardly any sets. These are real locations. This was a real bus station inside Marseille where uh, it was freezing.
0: One up the ring piece, <laughs> one in the eyeball. In fact, Blue and brown eye. Both got hammered. (laughs) It's it's so important that the timing of the stuntman and that's the most difficult thing that you're up against is, is the timing of people working with your speed and. This, I do not envy the stuntmen. They did such a good job, because it was freezing cold, and that's a concrete floor. You know, it's probably the worst conditions you could ever want to be slipping around and falling on your arse in. You know, can't imagine the amount of bruises these this lot got. But this was very hard to rehearse because, you know, is you, you can only rehearse this in a dry condition, and there's. There's no sliding or slipping around. you just got to try and do the best you
1: can. I remember the first floor, you, you couldn't slide on it, so we had to paint the surface. Uh, but as Jason said, it was just concrete.
0: The oil substance was, um, it was a very sugary, kind of licorice solution that they put together. And it stuck to every hair on your body. <laughs> so you'd find yourself trying to keep warm by keeping your arms glued to your sides and then when you had to lift them up (laughs) you found that they were stuck there so it was uh, terrible we had to go and I think I had about 25 showers the duration of that uh, whole sequence over the the day and a half that it took they run out of hot water right yeah they run out (laughs) of hot water and you know they they'd have to keep you warm by putting a huge halogen bulb one of the uh, key lighting people had a massive big Sort of portable halogen that he kind of stuck in your face every five minutes that he, any moment that he could get, and that kind of kept you warm, but it had a had a terrible effect of drying out the uh, the oil solution. So the the warmer you were, the, the sooner you'd have to have a shower and tr- get all the sticky crap off you. So it was uh, it was hard trying to trying to keep that in. a... ...in a good situation. is a
1: great example of the collaboration of Corey and Luke... to come up with uh, this unique type of uh, sequence. Well, this is one of uh, Jason's Oi. favorite shots. Get out
0: of it. <laughs> I don't think it actually worked. We're trying to suck the last breath out of his lungs. And, um... ...hopefully it didn't look too romantic. But, um... It was It's quite hard to hold your breath as long as you think you can... ...when you've got to move around and do other stuff. He's going back to get his T-shirt, which I'm very (laughs) pleased about. (laughs) It's funny, Lulu said, uh... taking the last breath out of the giant's lungs, I've become a gay icon.
1: (laughs) I thought you were one already.
0: (laughs) The car was the worst car I've ever driven. It was like being on a ship. After driving that BMW with a stiffened suspension and a responsive
1: steering, that was just... If I remember correctly, you really uh, hurt your hand when you were banging on that thing. Yeah. (laughs) You were so pissed off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This was very tiring. Run up and down them rocks. Give you a reason to stop smoking? Shush.
1: original idea was that we should come upon a big uh, field of sunflowers uh but unfortunately uh, in december in the south of france <laughs> there's no sunflowers growing <laughs> so we shot here instead it would have cost a lot of money for cgi <laughs> Again, a great example of how the division of labor between Lulu and Corey, uh, Lulu would uh, oversee all the uh, car chases, uh, and then at the same time, we'd be shooting uh, guy, Jason name. in the fight sequences inside the cabin, inside the truck. Oftentimes, we're work, work, both working simultaneously, and it really worked quite effectively and efficiently. stretch of highway was outside of Cassis, and I remember that uh, it was only uh, a very short uh, length, and uh, we had to block it, and we had to kept going in circles.
0: The guy in the car there was uh, one of the main stunt coordinators.
1: Oh, Philip Gagan.
0: Philip Gagan.
1: Yes. Oh, that was him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember watching him blow that car up with my uh, home video camera. I was sat on a ledge on a rock.
1: It was a huge explosion. And again, this whole fight is all taking place while the truck is really moving. All the scenes you see are real, actual scenes. Uh, there were no green screen except for scenes that were so fantastically dangerous uh that we couldn't use them uh how many days do you think you how many scenes were a green screen for you jay
0: uh i think there was one there was two pieces uh, that's all i can remember so one was out the window of the truck obviously one know. was out the window of the truck and, and the, other the other one was, was jumping the, out of the airplane right jumping out of the airplane
1: yeah The the opening of the shoot, yeah. Right, just those shots. That's it. Not the scenes, just the shots. Just those shots. So everything else under the truck, on top of the truck. Under the truck, truck,
0: coming through that window. That was all on a moving truck. (laughs)
1: Pretty remarkable. ...of Matt's scenes from Fast and the Furious.
0: I love Matt's expression when he gets a kick in the balls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> challenge how to fight inside this cabin. Uh, it was a real cabin. There wasn't a, it was not a set. And the, and the truck is really moving.
0: That was Mace through the window. I actually banged the back of my head when I went through that windscreen... ...on the top, on the first take, on the top of the metal. How did you catch on down there? They had me strapped in. Get closer! I had a a wire up my leg... ...and um, they assured me I was quite safe. (laughs) There's a lot of hanging on to do. But I love all this stuff, you know.
1: So it was Roy you under the truck? Cause I wasn't I wasn't on that shot. You wasn't there that day, no. yeah.
0: is a great bit my diving days
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what was coming to him
2: down!
1: Not you again. This is a very challenging scene because uh, here you had uh, Frank deal with all these, do these amazing feats and deal with all these terrible thugs. And now you have uh, this guy coming up to him, stopping him. But because he threatens the life of his daughter, Frank decides, you know what, I guess he has no choice. I'm really not in the mood for a swim.
2: Matt!
1: Is that how you saw it, Frank? So, I was listening so to old What's-His-Name-Rick.
0: Like you end up with my daughter. I, a bed, I remember he was jabbing you know, this gun into Moss. my back so hard. I had to tell him.
2: You got involved with the wrong girl, you dumb shit. The delivery will be made. My daughter will get over it. If I'm lucky, maybe she'll see the light.
0: Yeah, if she's lucky, maybe you'll get hit by a truck. What do you know? I know she'll never stop being who she is. She'll never be you or anything like you. We she know Frank's runs. quite accurate with his pissed. throws, as we've seen with the knife. So he was trying to get some kind of suspense as to whether he was gonna launch that rock straight in between his eyes before he could pull the trigger. I guess she won't be coming around after all.
3: Turn around!
0: I'd rather see it coming. Makes no difference to me.
5: implicit timing Frank I guess I underestimated you
1: this is when we had the most extras on the set, a few hundred people uh, with all the uh, uh, immigrants who were being shipped in containers. Pretty little girl, eh? (laughs) And Frank Morton saves the day. Whatever happened to that other truck? I think they stop it up ahead actually.
0: It's a gorgeous small beach, you my With just one big tree in the middle. Can you remember that?
4: You don't even know me, you saved my dream. You heard me scream. Whoa.
0: Okay, thanks for watching, everybody. Um, Sorry it wasn't as entertaining as you might have wanted it to be.
1: Lear commentary, that is. (laughs) (laughs) You got us on a Tuesday morning here.
0: When I first saw the movie, I was very pleased, you know, because we'd we'd done so much and, you know, they cut out all the bad acting and just left in the good stuff. No, actually, they did it the other way around. They cut out all the good stuff and put the bed on there. Now, it was more of a, just a rewarding finish, you know, just to to see what we've done and what we've created and, you know, all the locations that we've been to. You know, it's just, it's the fond memories that all come back and they see it, you know, just, it, it looked so beautiful. You know, we had such a great DP. And uh, you know, we worked with some of the most talented people out there, and I was just very proud of the whole thing that we had to see.
1: The song is actually uh, done by a French artist named Nadia, and uh, she sort of uh, sings a song about a guy who uh, saved her life, who she did not even know. I happen
0: to know him rather well. <laughs> <laughs>
4: come from how did you know i was alone that i never stood a chance to find a way